Welcome, everybody, to your least favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. <laughs> Today, uh, joined on a Monday by Aaron Larson. Aaron, I got to say, I prefer talking on Fridays. I do, it's too. Just, it's not stopping me from having a Hennessy, but I, yeah. I do, too. It's just, well, I don't blame you for drinking Hennessy, given um, mm. the nature of our conversation today. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I I sat on here and and our schedule is kind of mixed around everybody. Like I, I said on yesterday's lowdown, Aaron and I are recording today on a Monday. Um, and I have a guest coming on on Friday that I think you guys are going to listen to, but I'm not going to jinx it. Um, so we are going to, uh, continue this like we normally would as if it was a Friday, you know, minus the excitement of after I'm done with this, I still have an entire week's worth of work <laughs> to continue with rather than, all right, we're done here. Just write up the pod post and and then knock out for the weekend. Um, do you have a good weekend? Do you go down uh, to a uh, drew league? Did you, did you go check it out? I did. You did. did. Yeah. You yeah, were there. I was there. I did. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt like I had to be. So I, I heard that LeBron was going to be playing before it got sent out Mm -hmm. um, before. I think, I think Chris had it first, right? Haynes had it first, I believe. Um, So I heard before that, that uh, he was going to play. So made my arrangements. Um, And um, I also had heard, before Dave sent it out, McMiniman, I think, had it, um, that uh, I did hear Kyrie was going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dave sent it out. And I also heard that Marcus Smart was supposed to play. Um, Kyrie and Marcus Smart didn't, but um, LeBron did. So, yes, I did go. It was it was a lot of fun. There were definitely some nervous moments <laughs> watching LeBron. And I, you said it on the lowdown, I think, um, that obviously LeBron is a master of keeping his his body out of trouble and, and modulating yeah. effort and all of that so still didn't, was, there didn't still stop some nervous me time. there were yeah. still some nervous times didn't stop every t- every time he jumped i was like oh and then everybody was super close to the court right everybody's like right up on the baseline and sidelines there at the at that gym yeah. uh yeah i overall it was nice getting to watch him play, and it was nice getting to watch him play in that setting. And, and the stream I thought it was, was terrible, though. I went back and I saw the stream. People were showing the like the the stream. Yeah, it was. The, uh, the stream was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> well, no, nobody sat down for the entirety of the game. And no, but the cameraman was also like watching the game yeah. without the camera. <laughs> right, just, right. Like turn himself and watch the game, and not bring the camera with him. It reminded me, I, I when I was coaching, I had my little brother uh, videotape for me so he would go and he would uh videotape a team that we're getting ready to play that week while he's doing the scout yeah he would go out yeah yeah, he would go out but but he you would have to take like the the camera you know and you'd have to set it up and 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 then you would have to follow the game on the camera and like i probably watched about you know he was there for all of the game he watched all of the game yeah uh, but I, I got to see about a quarter of the game. <laughs> when, when, like, do we see offense? Do we see defense? Right. Half, yeah. Either. Hey, what's the score? Like, you know, so. That was the other problem from the stream, I, I guess, was that yeah. nobody had any idea what the score or time was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, you know, but again, like I, I didn't care about the score or time. Um, for the most part, it was okay. It wasn't as bad as my brother's recording of, of, uh, Troy high school back in the day. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was certainly, it was certainly an experience that, you know, I could have lived without that stress. 
on a random Saturday. I, I you it know, was fun, though. it was fun. It was fun. But yeah, I fun. just, I just sat there the whole time just thinking like, God, if this just, just tell me that the, the injury gods have departed the Lakers yeah. since the end of last well, season. Well, look, on a lot know? of it, I don't, I, I mean, LeBron has been working that yeah. I, I'm certain of. I don't know how much, um, like basketball he's played, you know, scrimmaging yeah. and, and getting five, you know, five on five in. And frankly, because the Lakers season didn't go particularly well, um, LeBron maybe hasn't played a whole lot of five and five in whatever since yeah April. So having well, that shoot. long gap, right? Anthony so. Davis just started shooting like last week, right? So, so everybody's just kind of catching back up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what i so here's the funny thing is i i one of the reasons i at one point in my life wanted to have children um was so that i could say like i could have a like have a drink around them and be like you that like blame them for my drinking or blame yeah. them for me and my gray hair <laughs> i like i i think i get this... to blame you the more we talk i just get to blame you for me having a drink at what, now 1103 on a monday morning i just get to blame you instead of the children i don't have it's later than usual you know we... that the fair fair yeah. but but i think this is less socially acceptable because it's not friday yeah, it's monday yeah that's yeah. fair um, all right. So today on the show, we have to talk, uh, we are going to talk, I want to talk more about the Drew League and, and some of what came out from it. We have to talk about Russell Westbrook firing his agent uh, Friday night. We have to talk about uh, Jovan Buho just wrote for The Athletic an article about how it seems like uh, Russ and the Lakers are heading towards a divorce and um, not a particularly amicable That's why one. you wanted to have me on, not about the Lakers stuff, just because I'm a, a divorce expert. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, <laughs> uh, I will not touch that one. So <laughs> now, now I'm going to make you start drinking. Uh, so it's really rare that I get made speechless. I just like <laughs> yes. It's really rare that I get like blindsided by a joke. Yes. <laughs> You just hit me with a two by four. Uh, so we have a lot to get well, to. I saw Jim Duggan. Yeah, jeez. Uh, all right, so let's start. Let's start with Russell Westbrook firing his agent because uh, that, to me, was the biggest development. Um, not just because of the act itself, but because of the framing from Foucher uh, as it was happening. Now, as I said in the lowdown. We cannot just blindly take Foucher's word for this. Uh, there can be other things that are going on. Um, there can there 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 can be a, a there is probably a, a different truth or a different side of the story here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll probably never get that from Russell Westbrook because that's not really how he handles business. It he just kind of makes a decision and moves along from it. But uh, anyway, if you if you are to believe at least to a certain extent or any extent, what Foucher was saying, uh, Russell Westbrook's 14 year long agent since uh, he entered the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like Foucher thinks that the best move for Russell Westbrook moving forward is to stick it out with the Lakers and try to rehabilitate that relationship, the relationship with the Lakers fan base, uh, Russell Westbrook's reputation around the, the league um, as a basketball player and as a teammate and as a presence in the locker room. Um, and, and, you know, also importantly, maybe most importantly, if 
or when Russell Westbrook gets traded, he's going to get bought out. And at that point, you become a minimum contract type player. And if we're just looking for the interest of an agent here to go from somebody making commission off of $47 million contracts to now one-ish or no, I guess it'd be like close two to three-ish. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah, like three-ish million dollar contracts is uh is quite a step. <laughs> it's it's Actually, quite it'd be, a step. It would be more than that because the, the cap has gone up. Um, yeah, I would like to disagree with you. Okay. I don't think if if um what are you disagreeing with? No, no, no I'm saying I would like to, but oh, yeah, if right, there is there is a right, I, I think everything that you said is correct. There is an element of take it with a grain of salt, be perhaps, you know, what do they say? Like he's a guy who's just fired. Right. There is no, there is no what is it? There is no something more than a woman scorned, or, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. there is Hell hath a, no fury like right, a woman yeah. scorned. Uh-huh. So there is this seems very scorched earth. Yeah. Um, and we've only heard that side of it. However, so take it with a grain of salt. It could all be bullshit. I don't know. But if I don't think there is any other way to read that statement, how much of it is true, we'll never know. But I don't think there, for whatever portion of it is the truth, I don't think there's any other reading of it other than the one you just gave. Um, a lot of guys won't, like, simply won't take a buyout. Um mm-hmm. For this because, exact reason. For this exact reason, because uh, a good example from our recent past is Andre Drummond. Because once you get seen as a minimum guy, it is impossible. Not Gary impossible. Harris just last year did not want to buy really, out. Right, because it is really, really, really hard to shake the stigma around the league of you are a minimum guy. Once mm-hmm. you are a minimum guy once, you're generally i mean once you're like once you're this far along in your career yeah you are generally monk is a different story because he's like 24 correct, correct. And gary payton from the mm-hmm. warriors different story um but once you are seen once you get a buyout and become a minimum guy it's because people think that's who you are you're done right you're washed and so it is very very difficult to rehabilitate your image um there's also the part of it that right if you were to stay with the lakers there's the the opportunity theoretically it, it theoretically could add one more suitor because the lakers would have full bird rights if he went somewhere else mm-hmm. they would not um it looks like as the roster stands now russ certainly would have plenty of playing time um and you mentioned this in lowdown i don't think you mentioned it just right now but there is also there are only a few places around the league that have the little like special sprinkle of magical fairy dust that elevates you because of just playing for that team and playing in that environment, playing for those fans. Um, and the Lakers are at the top of the list. The Warriors are there too. The Warriors obviously just won. So winning, you know, helps if you win, especially if you win a title, every that, that rising tide lifts all boats, but there is something special about playing for the Lakers um, and playing with LeBron in this case and all of that, which I think is also a factor in, you know, the agent's statement, like it may have been best for him. If the state, again, if the statement is, is believable and correct and truthful, it would appear that Russ did not have those same feelings and, and wanted to split up, wanted to go the errand route and get divorced. Well, and, and, you know, just like I just said a second ago with incentive for why the, the agent would feel this way. I think there's plenty of reason why Russ would feel the opposite. One, Russ 
is the kind of player who has proven people wrong at every turn over the course of his career, right? Like, like over he, the course of his life, over the course of his life, like getting, I mean, he reached, wasn't like, he wasn't a big deal going to UCLA. Right. And, and so you go from that to now surefire hall of famer. And, uh, Russ is somebody who's saying, look, I've proven everybody wrong before. Why can't I just do it again now? Right. And, well, I think one, one point, sorry to interrupt you, but proving everybody wrong, doing it specifically his way. Yeah. Right. And, and so he's probably saying, look, uh, last year sucked. This fan base clearly hates me. Russ is coming off of, by the way, a, 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 you know, a week prior, like a week before this, he was in Vegas sitting there and LeBron wouldn't even look at him and Lakers fans are cheering. They're chanting Kyrie Irving's name while Russ is sitting right by the bench. So Russ is probably like, just given, I don't know him obviously personally, but I, you know, you, you can pay close enough attention and, and have a decent read on somebody based off of the way that they um, act over the course of a 14 year career. He is very much a, Oh, go fuck yourselves then kind of guy. You know, he's just, he's probably saying, all right, fine. You guys don't want me. I'll get to a place that will, I'll go out and I'll get the stats that I know are going to get me paid. And, and I'm going to continue on my career. The only thing is, and, and like to Foucher's point, those opportunities, like even even if he gets traded and he stays in San Antonio, like that's or or if he gets traded to to Utah, or if he gets traded to Indiana into some of these teams' cap spaces, all of those situations have guards that they're trying to bring up, that they're trying to give opportunity and trying to turn, uh, trying to develop. So that's not really a great opportunity for him. He wasn't good enough last year to start for a playoff team. Like that's not, he's not that player right now. And he clearly doesn't want to come off the bench. So like, I'm sure Foucher's looking around and saying, look, you won't accept the role. I mean, that's his job, right? That's, that's the job. Yeah. Right. Like that's what I'm saying is that like, I, I can see why I, I can understand where everybody is coming from in this situation. Russ being the person who has proven people wrong before saying, I'll just do it again. And Foucher saying, man, I've seen this before. I've watched this. You know, and, and in the NBA, like the Jovan made the uh, comparison in his article today for the athletic uh, to Allen Iverson at the at the end of mm -hmm. his career. This mm -hmm. is this is the way that I've always kind of seen Russ going out is that Iverson route where you are, you know, just thoroughly committed to you yourself. And that's it. There is no wavering from that stance. And if you're not if you're stubborn like that, it doesn't end well. The only reason Carmelo Anthony was is still in the league or was still in the league last year is because he said, "All right, I guess the league told me I have to come off of the bench. I'm gonna start yeah, coming he, off the bench." And he had, he had those humbling moments in OKC and Houston. Right. Um, remember, remember, he was asked about coming off of the bench, right, and he like laughed. The, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He laughed, and and I think and 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 look again. This is where I really like Phil Jackson famously said, "The worst player in the NBA to coach is a star." after the downturn mm -hmm. on, on their way down because the star still thinks he has it. Like there, there's still, he yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like in, in the star, the star throughout their career, the odds are against that person becoming an NBA superstar from day one. They are so mm -hmm. thoroughly against that person becoming a superstar from day one. So like after a lifetime of beating those odds, you can't just turn that off. But unfortunately, Father time comes for everybody. And it's like I say all the time in the NBA, 
or in, or, or in the market, right? Like sometimes the world just tells you who you are. You don't oh, have yeah, a say yeah, in yeah. it. You yeah. know, some, sometimes oh. the world just says you aren't that guy. And yeah, right the, now, the, this the is this is the NBA listen. telling him. Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody posted this the other day on Twitter, and I would love to give credit for it because I think it's perfect. Um, and I don't remember who it was, but they said, "Oh, I think it was about. Uh, it may have been about LeBron being at, at Drew." Mm-hmm. And they said, "You know, like basically, Father Time is undefeated, um, or our Father Time like comes for us all and is undefeated and knocks all of us out, except for LeBron. He, like Father Time still might beat LeBron, but it's going to be a fifteen round decision." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the interesting part about this with Russ is you're talking about opportunity elsewhere and what, how he could theoretically help some sort of team and whether he's a starter anymore. I think the point, though, and maybe this is the point that his agent tried to make to him and is making publicly, if this is believable, is that no matter where Russ goes, the asks are still going to be the same as what the asks are with the Lakers. Yes. They have to be. They have right. to be. Well, if you're on a good team, like if if you're on like even a decent team, no, yeah, but no, probably. but I no, I disagree with that. I, I think it's anywhere because, as you just said, well, yeah, every, right, you have you to play the, defense everywhere. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, you <laughs> listed all of these other places, right? All yeah. these other possibilities, and you're saying no, these aren't options because they have this person or this person, or they're trying to develop this person. Even if these teams are bad, their focus is going to be teaching their young guys that they're bringing up how to play and trying to win basketball games correctly. And I don't know that there it's it's not that there isn't a there isn't a scenario in which he could play anywhere. I think there isn't a scenario that wants him in the fashion he was playing last year. I think that is the key. Uh, there's lots of places that will want Russell Westbrook if Russell Westbrook will do the things that he has been unwilling to do for well, right, years. but like that's that's like that's the Kyrie thing. It, it, there's a lot of places who would love to have a 31-year-old point guard who can score the way Kyrie can, but they also are kind of scared of his YouTube history. I, <laughs> just him and Aaron Rodgers just <laughs> sharing YouTube. Yeah, videos. matching tattoos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, my point, though, you're right. You are, you are right about that. My point, though, is I don't like it when we say can't, right? Like, I'd, it's it's won't and that is a decision yeah. oh, okay that's fair okay that's that is my point it's i, I agree and i said this a year or in whatever ago before mm-hmm. the season started mm-hmm. there is a world in which this could work they're just i don't see any evidence that russ is willing to do what is necessary we yeah. have more evidence now that, that that favors that side of the argument i still think he could i don't think he will but that part is a choice and i think that is important to like Let's maintain everybody's agency and decision-making in this. He doesn't do that because he chooses not to or has chosen not to up until now. Could he? Yes. Do I expect it? No. No. I, 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 I think we've reached the point where we can't even hope for it. He fired his agent when the Lakers told him to play defense. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Darvin Ham, in credit to Darvin, like he's done... <laughs> Thank you for uh, thank you for thank you to Harrison's brother for uh, sending out <laughs> sending out all. Does he get a cut if we get sales of his? his he he maybe out, should after that. Yeah, yeah, him him sending out him soliciting, but uh, sponsors for the show. But like like Darwin, and again credit to Darwin that like he is doing whatever he can to 
at the very least, frame the situation in a way that says, like, here's a way that this could work. Yeah, what's here's what I haven't. Right. Like, he, here's, here's, if this is going to work, this is what we're going to need from him. And Russ saw that and did the Jimmy Butler thing where he gets the stat sheet, crumples it up, and throws it over his shoulder. Like, it was just, it was like, it's just, he's not interested in it. And he was. He hasn't been. So I, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to. He certainly hasn't been. I'm not going to offer up the entire conversation that we had, but Pete and I spoke on the phone last Friday, right? And uh, so like he, three days ago or ten days ago? This 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 last Friday. This okay. Uh huh. So it's like right after you and I recorded, I edited, I wrote the post, and then um, I was doing laundry, and I happened to call, or we just Pete and I happened to tar- start talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into like all of the conversation. It was fun. It felt like recording a podcast. We just didn't record. We just didn't hit the uh, the record button. But mm-hmm. I, I we were talking, and and you know the the conversation came back around to Russ. And the thing that I keep on the thing that I have landed on, even before the Lakers traded for him in the first place, and and now too, is where is the incentive coming from for Russ to change? He's already made all the money he's going to make. He's already in the Hall of Fame. He clearly, he has told everybody. He has said, if I don't win a championship, it's not the end of the world. I've had a great career, and that's it. So that, that indicates to me, that's the last incentive. That's the last thing that, that, that is missing off of his resume is that championship. And he mm-hmm. says, eh, you know, if it happens, cool. If not, whatever. I'm going to do this my way. And, and so that lack of any incentive uh, that Russ has had to change has been the constant here. He spoke to LeBron. He spoke to AD. They apparently, or reportedly, you know, we're all on the same page heading into last season about what each what each person has to do to make this work. AD said he was going to try to play more center, and he bulked up to try to play more center. Um, and and you know, I to the extent of which I agree with his approach to playing center in that role. That's one thing, but we at least know he made the effort to try to play more center. Uh, LeBron said he was going to try to do more off of the ball. And and Russ said he was going to try to do more off of the ball and focus more on defense. And of those three parties, Russ did the least. Russ did the least to try to to, to make that work. And after that, like there, there's a reason why I think LeBron is treating this offseason and his lack of interaction with Russ the way that he has. He's as pissed as anybody. I just we we looked at you in the face. We all had this conversation. This is what we thought we were going to be doing last year, and where did that go? You know, and now they're yeah. not even talking. And I just and we're like the, the next question after this is whether or not the Lakers can send this guy home. But but for me, I arrive at the same conclusion that Jovan has, and it's like, all right, if if whether we want to frame it as a missed opportunity or whatever, but if the Lakers aren't going to trade for Kyrie aren't able to to get uh, Russ or they don't want to trade multiple first rounders to move Russ for like spare parts from another team. If Russ is still on this roster at the beginning of this upcoming training camp, I don't think he should be in the training camp. I think they got to send him home. I think that is a fair read. Um, I got at you a little bit on Twitter earlier. Yeah. No, I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Because and, and on the lowdown yesterday, you, you have said it was a missed opportunity for the Lakers not pulling the trigger on that trade. But you have also said that previously the Lakers had leverage. Mm-hmm. So it feels unfair 
I think, for you to say that the Lakers had leverage, but also should have just pulled the trigger and included everything, which is all they have. If that's the case, the Lakers didn't have leverage. Well, and if right. everything you have to trade is everything you have to trade, how is that different now than before when they theoretically had leverage? Because if you have to trade everything with leverage, you don't have leverage. Well, all right. I This is kind of semantical. This is kind of in the weeds, but you can have leverage to where that everything that you have can get you Kyrie. But now it seems like the leverage that the Lakers have as situations have changed with DeAndre Ayton returning to Phoenix, with Ke uh, Kevin Durant seeming more likely to be in Brooklyn, that the Lakers have less leverage. And now that everything that they had before isn't enough to bring in Kyrie. That's more what I mean, is that mm. uh, it like back then... So you think it's more it's a timing thing more than a leverage thing? I, uh, yeah, like it's, okay. again, it's right. kind of I semantic. I, I understand that. Now. Okay, right. I understand we're, that now. we're like, I, I think if you if you back when this thing first went down, when Kevin Durant said uh, made you know made his reported request to get traded, and when Kyrie Irving was out looking for trade opportunities to go out and get traded and extend and all of this, <laughs> right, and um, then decided he was going to yeah pick up his player bravely. Option. Why? why? Bra bravely how did, uh, pick that, search, up how did that search go yeah um and and now look like it's it's always fair to bring up the fact that there is no market outside of la um for Kyrie because that clearly is the case we've had uh, matt moore just reported again um in his wrap-up of vegas that the executives that he's spoken to around the league are all saying yeah we so just like russ i would love to have russell westbrook on on my team if he would check this 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 and this box um, but as we know, probably with Russ and also with Kyrie, who again, like just perfectly on brand, was supposed to play at Drew League and then just like didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, I was told. <laughs> I literally was told. Well, I don't. What day was it? Friday or Thursday? When did I don't remember when Chris put his report out. Yeah, but I was told on Thursday. I think it was. I think he put it out Friday that that LeBron was going to play on Saturday. Yeah, and then on Saturday, uh, McMiniman said. Kyrie. Oh, look at this. Kyrie's supposed to be here too. Yeah. I was told on Thursday that LeBron was going to play. Mm -hmm. um, and then Friday, maybe, but Kyrie and Marcus Smart were. And then, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, no, to be fair, like, I don't know where that came from. And yeah. I didn't hear that from, you know, I, I didn't hear it firsthand. So I don't know that. But I had heard the same thing that Dave ended up saying. I had heard Marcus Smart also. I had heard LeBron from a, let's call it reliable source. Um, but then he was at Phil Handy's camp doing work on, on Saturday and teaching. And then Dino Smiley, who's the, the commissioner of the Drew was like, yeah, we thought he was going to be here too. Yeah, maybe he'll play tomorrow. <laughs> Kevin Durant is like, I get it, man. I understand. Oh, Kevin Durant was like at a high school in. No, in I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, know, like with Smiley. Yeah, he's just... I know. It was just funny that at the same time, there's like grainy video of KD getting shots up with random five, ten white kids at a, <laughs> at, a, at a high school gym in Portland. He felt like playing kind of against Steph Curry again. It was nice. It's it's a nice touch. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, but so I, you're not like. I just think I think the the framing of I mean we talked about this on Friday like the the leverage thing and the momentum thing can be very fleeting. And if the Lakers in fact did have leverage at one point, if you have leverage, that's not when you offer to trade everything. Ha but have, have factors around the league, maybe shifted how all of this, uh, that puzzle fits together. I think that is a fair, 
question. Will it cost what it may have cost two weeks ago? Also a fair question. However, are we certain? And yes, I know Yovan has, has put some stuff out there and no, nothing against him. He does a really good job and he knows what he's talking about. I don't know where what his sourcing is on this. He has suggested, as you have, that if the Lakers had just been willing to include everything, it would have been done already. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's wrong. I just don't know that that's true to be presented as fact. If it is true, and now it, and now everything will no longer get it done because all of the parameters have shifted due to things around the league shifting, I think that is a fair conversation to have. I think it is fair to wonder about. But again, like I said Friday, everybody's like risk versus reward calculus is different. The other side of this coin... And yours is, is just get this fucking done. I don't care what it takes. I mean, that this is... Ba- All right. Which is fair, which is, a, which is again, which is a fair position to take. Here's where I'll say that I can be called uh, inconsistent because I have been the person I, on, on a recent lowdown, I forget how many days ago it was, but I said like, hey, you don't want to over-pursue when you have leverage because it's a good way to turn the team off uh, to to just like we saw with Dell Demps and Magic Johnson, right? Just right, like, you're, you're this new girl you just met. You don't need to text her sixty four times. Yeah, like you just give yeah. her space. You're good. Right. You're good. Let her come um, to you a little bit too now. Right. Yeah. And 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 so, but also, I I do think that when you have a leverage like that, like I I guess I just disagree with your framing of everything because. Yes, the Lakers would have had to move everything, but they just don't have a lot right now. So yes, everything, it is everything to the Lakers. Well, right, but like, like the Lakers ev- are not going to be able to give up. Like, let's wait another month or two and generate all these more resources that can be included. Oh, sure, but I'm, but but like when you say like you know the Lakers don't have leverage because they'd be trading everything. It's like, well, no, 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 if, no. I'm saying if the Lakers have everything, you don't have to trade everything. Right. If the Lakers have leverage, you don't have to trade everything. Right. But the everything is so little that. <laughs> Like, it's it's hard for me to call it like everything in the same way that we would with like yeah, the Knicks is, trading is, everything. Okay, fine. The Knicks have eight first round picks that they can trade, but You're for right. the Lakers, it is literally everything they can in, they can include. Right, and and but like you know, it's only two picks. It's only two first round. Like again, if I would have just told you at the beginning okay, of the soft okay, season, let's not call it everything. Let's call it the best offer. If you have leverage. You don't have to include your best offer while you have uh-huh. leverage. But their best offer still isn't that great. <laughs> like, it's the Lakers' it's, best offer. It's still not. It's still not. It's still not. Like, I, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's like if I was to start dating again, I could put out my first off, my, my best offer. It's just not great right now. Like, <laughs> I have a couple chips. How much has it improved since? You did all right. Are you calling well, Jen Kyrie in this scenario? I just listened to Ali Wong, and she she was doing this bit about her husband and how she can't divorce because her husband bought low and would be selling high, and that just like doesn't sit well with her. And poor Jen, poor Jen, like in terms of the way that I look, she bought high and would be divorcing at a very low point. Uh, so, like, but but yeah, I think. I think for for uh, when it comes to the opportunity that the Lakers had, if I would have told you at the beginning of the offseason, Aaron, starting at thirty for thirty again, okay, yeah. What if, <laughs> what if I told what you? if I told you? Yeah, 
But if I would have told you at the beginning of the offseason, right after, by the way, Russell Westbrook just took a blowtorch to the organization in his exit interviews. You remember that. We all freaking remember this. It was it was it was it was odd. <laughs> yeah. And, and so at, right after that, if I was to say, all right, in a vacuum, it's going to cost probably a first round pick to get off of his contract. Just that's that's the starting going rate, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. would probably agree that 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 seems reasonable. $47 million, even if it's expiring, is a lot of money. Um, it does. Usually around, to, to help you make your point, usually around the league, um, as far as bad money, uh, I don't I don't know whatever you think Russ is actually worth on the open market, his contract is, an, is negative value. Yeah. How much is negative is an open conversation. But usually around the league, it costs a first round pick to get off of 20 or 25 million that's like the going rate for yeah. a first round pick and he's double that so yeah but i but again how much of his contract is negative right and the fact that it's only a one year it's expiring matters too yeah but yeah i i just i i just this is gonna sound harsh but he's just such a toxic presence in the organization that you combine that with the money and a first rounder to get off of that guy reasonable seems reasonable it's reasonable. very reasonable I, I agree it's reasonable and then if I was to say, even at a a selling low point, mm-hmm. a first round pick for Kyrie Irving also seems reasonable. It just does. Like this guy is a 31 year old dude who is still one of the most talented offensive players in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there are off court concerns. That's why it's only a first a, a, That's a one first way to round put it. Right. Well, yeah. And, and, and by the way, like the, the off court concerns, There's on court concerns. Well, yeah. Will I, he, will he show up? That's an on court. Right. Will sure. you play? But still, like, if there wasn't those concerns, Kyrie on the open market would probably cost what two first rounders, probably oh, maybe no, three. Than, more, no, more than, more than that. Right. Yeah, like, if he was just yeah. on the open market and there he's, weren't those he's concerns. He's more than DeJounte Murray. Yeah. He's yeah. More than that. yeah. And so, so if, and, and so, like, at this depressed value, if I was to say Kyrie costs, a first round pick that would make sense i would have understood it and theoretically. now and now yeah theoretically fine yeah also don't get ten, don't 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 catch that fine but like if I no, was, no no that's not what i mean i mean theoretically because yeah if he could be had for a first round pick and it was that easy why does it appear nobody else wants him well for the stuff that we just talked about i know. You know so then maybe he ain't just worth just throwing a first round pick Maybe. Maybe he isn't worth that. Maybe. And, and again, it's theoretical. The that, market that, has told us he does not have the value maybe we think he has. Yeah. And the, the market told him. Like, he went out to go out and <laughs> seek a trade. And it was like, uh, you, ain't lying, you. you hear <laughs> you something? The way my checking and savings is set up. <laughs> I can't so, really. So, the money but is I, my savings I, and I got to transfer to my checking. If I if I was just to say, though, that like that was that was just like the in a vacuum parameters of a deal, I would have just said, yeah. That seems all of that seems very well, you're, reasonable. You're, yeah, you're, take that opportunity. You're telling me this in, in April, right? If if we're having this conversation yeah. in April, yeah, right. Okay, and that then seems, and, that seems reasonable in April. Yeah, and then on top of that, on top of all of that, I would say also by moving those two first round picks, that gives you the opportunity to convince LeBron to extend. And at that point, I'm saying, why isn't this done already? What what could possibly be the holdup? And 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 again, like you're saying. Those two first round picks is everything is the best yes. Lakers offer. It is yes. the best Lakers offer. But 
the Lakers' best offer isn't as good as other potential offers out there. Yeah, but nobody else is making those offers. Maybe, but like the the but no, the no, Nets... no, 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 not maybe, not maybe. All right, why haven't the Nets taken it then? Because well, all right, and and that's that's another part of this too is that like the Nets haven't accepted any offers right now because why trade Kevin Durant's best friend while you're trying to maybe hail Mary convince Kevin Durant I mean, to stick around? To be fair, Kevin Durant requested a trade away from his quote unquote best friend, so <laughs> I don't know how tied they are at this point. Maybe, maybe, but like if you're if you're this Brooklyn, is, also is fascinating. The, I love this. Is it it like if you're if you're Brooklyn? Maybe and that do, is another that chip yeah. that you can, yeah. you can, you know, I, I understand where that's coming from too, but I'm saying but that if you like, get, if you get blown away by an offer, if you're Brooklyn, you have to take it. Right. right. But nobody's so, blowing away Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving right now. Correct. But the or Lakers, Kevin Durant, it would appear. Well, it's impossible to blow somebody away for Kevin Durant. No, you could literally be like here other than like three or four guys around the league that aren't getting, that are untouchable. Any team you could put together, like take LeBron and Steph and you know Joker and Giannis out of it. Like, you could put together any offer from any team, literally everything else they have, and you're like, Nah, I think I'm good. That's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and like that's the situation. By the way, Brooklyn finds itself in is, and and by the way, Joe Sai, not mm-hmm. not probably the kind of guy who's used to getting pushed around by employees. Just gonna throw um, the that's that's generally a, people with that kind of money do not get pushed around in his ties. Like generally people with that kind of money don't get and, pushed around and ties back to China. Generally like, people with that kind of money <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll just do this for another 30 minutes. Go this guy, this guy is not the kind of guy who I would imagine KD sits down and makes demands and he's like, Oh man. I'm used to this situation. <laughs> like the, yeah, no, people, people with that kind of money generally do, uh, are not used yeah. to getting bullied. Yeah, and so like there's there's a lot going on here, and that's why I'm reluctant, even while I present it in this certain way, going off of what Jovan is reporting and what I have heard, mm-hmm. like even when I do that, I try to start with if, right? If this is indeed the situation and the Lakers were reluctant to offer up two first-round picks, um, and that held up trade talks at any point in this, that's where I say, I just don't get it. I just don't understand the approach. Even acknowledging that those two first rounders means that they have no first rounders in their, uh, in their own control for the next like decade. I, I get it. I get it. But this is still like, we knew when the Lakers signed LeBron James, if you watch how things have gone at all of LeBron's stops along the way. He shows up, he drains your bank account, you have some fun, and it then he takes this, off. It, who was it? You you told me this, but I don't think it's your analogy. It's like Somebody Justin Rowan it said it's oh, like it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the Vegas thing. We're like, it's it's showing up to Vegas, you have a certain amount of resources in your bank account, and by the end of it, whatever you have in your bank account. You are patting yourself on the back for if you're there oh, for like isn't four it days. like like each night in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. One year I mean, I could contract. I could yeah, do yeah. the full. All right, all right. It's so good, fine. It's good. Yeah. It's here's good, the here's good. the full analogy. Having LeBron in your organization is like a lengthy stay in Las Vegas, right? You first either trade for him or he signs as a free agency. That's like getting off of the plane, and you always hear it. Getting off of the plane, people getting off of the plane are like, 
I'm going to be the guy that takes down Vegas, right? They're clapping and cheering. Yeah, like everybody's so excited to be there. Oh, hell yeah. Here we go. LeBron James is a Laker. And that first night, you know, you have you have some fun. You're still kind of getting your feet wet. You know, you you, you hit the casino floor and, and, and you're just all kinds of peppy. But you still, like, Saturday night, if you get in on a Friday, Saturday is usually the Vegas night, right? That's usually when you have a second reservation night, set up. Yeah. yeah, you have you have a reservation set up and and you have plans to get together with all of your friends and all of the stuff. You have you have a show maybe afterward or or whatever wherever the night takes you, but Saturday night is usually the just absolute peak of what Vegas has to offer over the course of a long weekend. Lakers in this case won a championship on that on that Saturday night. Indeed, indeed. And then and then after Saturday though, the hangover starts to kick in. And you start to look at your bank account and you're like, All right, we can't do Saturday night again. Like that that was a lot. By the way, this is precisely my experience at Summer League. <laughs> I won like six grand on Friday night or Friday during the day, which is yeah. and then it, it proceeded to not go that well Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> So and Monday, I was like, or no, Sunday, I was like, I want to go home. Yeah. So Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, like the first year after the, 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 the first morning after you like wake up, you're like, oh my God, what did I just do? I need a drink just mm-hmm. to, to clear the head. This is just awful. And, and then by like, if you stay, if you have anything planned beyond that Sunday, if you're staying to Monday or whatever, you're just like, oh God, I need to get out of here. My liver is saying I need to go home. My bank account is screaming at me. I'm getting notifications for fraud because the low balance. <laughs> yeah, Chase, Chase is wondering what the hell you're doing with your life. Um, and and so yeah, like that's the that's the LeBron, and that's been the case in Cleveland. That was the case in Miami. That is going to be the case here in LA. And we knew that this was always going to be the, the like by the time LeBron left. You probably aren't going to have very many, if any, first rounders in your control for a little while. You hopefully did some winning while he was around to make it all mm-hmm. worth it, which the Lakers yeah, the, did. The juice yeah. is worth the squeeze. So if so, we knew that. Like so, for the people who like all of a sudden are saying, "No, no, no, we can't trade first rounders in the future now." Like, what are you doing? Why is this the arbitrary line in the sand that you're drawing here? We knew that when LeBron left, you weren't going to have anything, so you may as well just cash those chips in. Put whatever you have left on in in your pocket on black and see that's where right. it goes. Boy, that's right. Yeah. I always bet on black. Yeah, right. Like Will Snipes. Exactly. You, you just Will as you walk as you Wesley Snipes. What I yeah. Will Snipes. <laughs> Will Wesley Snipes. Snipes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Keep that in, by the way. Uh, passenger fifty seven. Always bet on black. Yeah, and so like as as you're as you're like getting out of the thing, you have whatever's left in your in, in your pocket, whatever chips you have there, you put Lint it on black. And receipts. Yeah, right. If you have like one, you have like one one hundred dollar chip left in your pocket that you just like had no idea why it's there. It's not like you go when you turn that in and you add the hundred dollars back to your bank account Mm-mm. because somehow that makes the weekend better. No. no, you're like, all right, here's one last vestige of the excitement that Vegas has to offer. I'm going to put this thing on black and I'm going to see how it goes. And for the Lakers, that's what this trade would have been. Yeah, sure. You have a couple 200, you have a couple hundred dollar chips left in your pocket from the weekend in Vegas. That was the LeBron James experience. Now isn't the time to say like, well, this $200 will be better to, to convince my wife that that trip wasn't a, I should never go back to Vegas ever again. Like, that's not how that works. 
However, if you go back and you show up with, you know, if you, if you put that money down on black, or if you put it on a number and you win, you go from a hundred bucks to $3,300. Now all of a sudden your wife goes, huh? All right. We can do that again sometime. Why not? <laughs> so, uh, shout out Marcus, my boy, Marcus, my best friend and my brother, Michael, we used to call it the Sunday. If you leave on Sunday, you used to call it the miracle parlay when you're down to a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. I don't bet parlays at all. But you put a hundred bucks or whatever it is on some miracle parlay, you know, four or five teams that wins all the money you lost back. Doesn't work very often. Um, <laughs> the worst part about all of the Vegas experience is somehow getting home and having like 160 bucks in chips left in your pocket that you forgot <laughs> to turn in. Yeah. That's the right. absolute worst. Because then you have to go back. <laughs> um yeah, I think all of that is fair. Again, I would say the juice is worth the squeeze. And LeBron is such an outlier that you have to make concessions that nobody, no team, no organization has ever had to make, even including with LeBron, right? Because LeBron has not tied himself to a franchise like this before once he had choices to do so. He had very short contracts that forced this kind of this kind of activity, um, you know, selling the long term for the, the short term. But also LeBron, as I said earlier about that tweet I really liked about, you know, father time. Is father time coming for LeBron? I mean, like maybe, but LeBron is an alien. But even so, as an alien, he's going into his 20th year. So you have to make some concessions to it ain't going to be like this forever. So I do understand really taking a swing at it. I just you have to. I think it is organizational malpractice not to take into account the long-term ramifications. LeBron's probably not going to be here. But, and many other people are not going to be around either. However, there is, there is going to be a Lakers once LeBron leaves. And three or four or five or six or seven years from now, you are going to be painting your face and holding pitchforks outside crypto. <laughs> if, the, if the Lakers suck for six years and want everybody gone and everybody fired because there isn't a path forward. So I, I'm not saying you're wrong. It is just, again, I say that I keep saying this, but it, there, there is a risk reward calculation that has to be done. And is it worth it? Maybe, but I don't think it is just as simple as include everything, get this shit done and give it a shot. I think so, all, I do think ultimately that, I do think ultimately the Lakers team as it stay as it looks right now is not going to be what it looks like at training camp. I'm not going to do specific stuff, but I do think there are there is a or two moves left in this Lakers offseason. But I I just I and again, I I don't think I don't think your 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 take on it, your position on it is unfair. Your position is like there's no other option. Get the shit done. Whatever it takes, it takes. Get the shit done. And I think that is a reasonable position. I just am not quite as far along that path as, as you are. And I would also say I expect at least one, maybe two more moves this offseason. So I think, and, and by the way, like to be completely clear and to be completely fair, it's not like I still, I, I still, I'm not saying that this Kyrie trade is not possible anymore. Like I, I haven't heard that. I have heard that the, the leverage has swung 
and that the Lakers don't have as good a chance at bringing him in as they have, you know, or as they did a couple weeks ago. I agree like, with that. However, the my the the part that gives me pause with that is all of those things you suggested about Russ coming to camp. I'm not sure we can't apply those to the other team too. Yeah, and like that's that's why I think it's still possible, right? It I if I'm reading what you're saying, right? Is that like I I don't think Brooklyn legitimately thinks they have a chance at convincing Katie to stay. Now, will they go or, so or, far or bringing the other guy to camp and just being like, "Hey, let's run it back. It run yeah. it back." Yeah, like this works. Yeah, this I, was great. I don't, I don't think run it back. 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 That's not Joe Sai. No, no, it is not. That is Sean McVay. And uh, so, so like, I, I think, do I, I, I don't want to go so far as to say that, like, this is over. What I will say, though, is if the Lakers walk away from this uh, offseason without mm-hmm. Kyrie and we get reporting done that they had the opportunity to trade both of those first rounders for Kyrie and it would have gotten the deal done and they elected not to and this offseason doesn't work out then I just don't know how Rob Polinka remains employed I just don't like if if the Lakers had that and again if mm-hmm. giant disclaimer over the top of my head right now if mm-hmm. that is the case mm-hmm. um, and it is reported veritably that that was the case and he passed up on that opportunity, then I don't know why he should remain employed with the Lakers. I just don't, I don't think he's the guy for the job. Um, the other thing here too is, and I wanted to look at the roster as it currently stands here, because if the Lakers, and as you're saying, you think that they wind up making another move or two, but if the Lakers go into training camp with the roster as it looks right now, right? with Russell Westbrook still on it, with all of the guys that they signed in in free agency, do you think that they have the horses to be able to send Russ home? Because I don't think LeBron is interested in playing this season with Russ in any way. Um, what do you mean by the horses? Like, do you think they have? Do you think they have enough depth behind Russ to be able to just go into the season and say, you know what, man? Like, no. No, you're, but you're it's also no, no. But it, but if you're going to do that, it, it is also not a an on court basketball decision, right? Right. No, but no, no, no. There are not enough. There are not enough guys that you feel comfortable doing that, and as a basketball like on court product fit thing. No, but you're also not doing it for that reason, right? You're yeah. doing it because you think it is going to cause problems in other places so no i do not think the lakers have enough depth in the backcourt to send him home and have it not matter on the court yeah it matters you're just weighing again risk versus reward right you're weighing the on-court cost you're weighing the emotional cost the locker room cost all of all of those things so i think that's what I think that is the fact that is that is what is being discussed. I would guess if you're not going to if you're not going to be able to trade him. Obviously, Johan suggested that in his article. Um, 
He didn't say that the Lakers are having those discussions. No, 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 with Yo Jovan on his on his article, it's not that I disagree with it. It's just a difference of opinion. I think if Russ is still on the roster, I think you still give him an opportunity in camp or in not even in the regular, maybe into the regular season. I think you give him an opportunity because, as we talked about earlier, the things that he hasn't done, I don't think I personally don't believe it's that he can't. I believe it's that he won't or hasn't. So I, I guess, think you give him an opportunity to try to do those things. But I agree that the leash should be even shorter than it was last year. Last year, the you know, there's the carrot and the stick. Last year, the stick was Frank benching him for some fourth quarters and some crunch time and all of that. I think you have an even shorter leash than that if he's not willing to do what Darwin is asking him and what is necessary. I do think you have to at least give him an opportunity to maybe there's change. Do I believe that? Do I suspect that's going to happen? No, I do not. But I think you have to give him at least an opportunity to show. Now, what you're saying about LeBron and his relationship with Russ is also a factor in this and is also a fair question to ask. I so, think it's something you have to ask LeBron about. I, hey, I think that is fair. We tested his market. It was going to cost too much to bring back too little He's going to be on this roster at the start of camp. How do you want us to move forward here? And if LeBron says, fuck that guy, I, I would completely understand where he's coming from. And, I would, and by the way, I also think, like, I understand where, where, what you're saying and giving him the opportunity to change and all of that. But, like, I don't know. We've all had that friend who's dating that person who's like, yeah, but if, if she only just drank, like, just a little less... Right. Why do you have I'll, to go? Why, why was that where you went? Because I like I'm I'm thinking of a specific oh, person okay. that one of my right, friends fine, fine, dated. It's, it's not. It's not. Yeah. I, have, I have an ego. It's not all about me. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just like I, I, I just you know I had a buddy. Yes, I got you. Okay. Who's with one, a you girl? Have in mind. Yeah. And this girl was like really really nice and really fun to be around and and really pleasant and all of these things. That's good, but that's a good start. When she drank, not so much. It was it was uh you know it was, it was a different an experience. Yeah. <laughs> And, and eventually my friend was just like having enough. And he said, all right, I'm going to give her one last chance. I'm like, what's this one last chance? What are we doing here? You know, I know but it's like, I, I understand. The, he loves I, the girl. Yeah. I understand where it's coming from. Just like I understand where the Lakers are coming from. I wouldn't want to have $47 million in dead cap money on my, on my books. I wouldn't want that. But it's also like, what are we doing here? This person had an entire year last year. They at at the off season, he had the opportunity to say like, "Yeah, I I wish yes. I would have I wish I would have done this and this and this wrong or, or differently." And he didn't. Fair. He all passed on fair. all of those opportunities. Of so it's just like fair. and I also like the last point on this too is you have Taylor Horton Tucker on your roster. Mm-hmm. He's considered a negative asset right now around the NBA. And that the reason that is the case is because he was saddled with Russell Westbrook on the team last year. And any time Russ wasn't around when Talon was on the court, Talon looked like a completely different player. And so that's, that's one thing that you have going on there. You have this young player that you're still hoping to develop. You just drafted another young guy in Max Christie. 
you have you made all these signings and nobody that you signed was above i think 25 years old so you're, you're you're clearly trying to develop some of your young guys um in moving forward you have a rookie head coach and i think if you basically say to your team who was the oldest signing uh, yeah i think you're right no but i, I think you're right yeah the Lakers and, are going to have gone from may I think the oldest team in the NBA to, to maybe the one youngest. Of, one, no, not the youngest. <laughs> when, well, LeBron, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, but one of yeah, yeah. And so, like, if you by if, rotation minutes, yes. If you as an organization basically go into camp and say, "Hey, this is our squad. It didn't work out with that guy. He's not rocking with us. Let's see what let's see what we can all do. Let's let's actually shock the world here. I think that's a lot easier for everybody to get behind in that huddle." then, hey, this guy's going to maybe play defense. We'll see. The only reason he's here is because we're paying him a lot of money. Otherwise, this guy would be gone. This guy would be home. Yeah, and I, I, th- and, and I, I understand. I agree like, with that. I, but I also agree with your previous point that, so it would be my, it would be my, I think the best way to handle it, if there isn't a trade, I think the best way to handle it would be, Russ, like you get you get a chance and you hope that, and agree. I don't think there's a lot of reason to hope, but you hope that you said, what is his motivation to change? You hope that how disastrous last season was, is the thing. Do I expect that? I wouldn't say so, but I think you give him a chance to say, Oh, this is how it could be different. But I also agree with you that that is, that has to be a collaborative effort with LeBron. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the hook, this random Monday episode of the hook. Uh, hope we don't do too many of these Monday episodes moving forward. Friday's just so much nicer. Friday is nicer. Right now, like Avery's refusing to take a nap. I still have more work to do. I have to assemble a bed. Like it's not the weekend. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Right. Uh, so, so no more of these Monday hook episodes. It's so well, much nicer. I'm, I'm excited about who you theoretically and probably and hopefully have, have, uh, replacing me on Friday. It sounds yeah. like it could be a nah. good conversation. It and it all be. of their, you know, there could be there could be movement around all sorts of things around the league in the next four days. So it, maybe it's better that it's later in the week. Maybe we'll maybe. see. Maybe, maybe. it maybe. still sucks that it's Monday. Is what I'm it, saying. It always sucks that it's Monday. <laughs> Mondays, the Russell Westbrook of the week. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Hook. Not this week's episodes, as we have an entire week ahead of us. Hopefully, Jacob is feeling better. There was no. Can you dig it from this morning slash last night? But there was a lowdown. So if you want to check out that, you can do that on this feed. And then uh, we are continuing on with our regular, semi-regularly scared, scheduled. Scared is, is a good scared. word for it, too. Yeah, Freudian yeah. slip there, right? Little, little. The idea of Russell Westbrook in training camp does scare me a little bit. I think um, because there's not going to be much to talk about different, I don't think, tomorrow. I think we open up the spaces earlier to the to the... To all the listeners tomorrow earlier no i can't do it earlier no 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 no, no, not earlier in the day i mean earlier in the show oh to talk yeah just let, oh, let people cook i don't know if my ears can take that's that scary. You are, speaking <laughs> of scared that's why you're scared all right fine <laughs> we'll talk uh the plan the plan is to do a spaces as of now we'll see how that goes though. so until then i'm anthony irwin that was aaron larsoul and this has been the hook 